joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. I'm Chris Hemke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we're going to jump right into it. Today we have an awesome guest on, somebody you've heard us talk a lot about, uh, the famous or infamous Jason Worley. Jason, how the hell are you? What's going on, guys? How are you doing? We're doing all right. No complaints on our end. Everything's a little smoother sailing for us compared to what you have going on right now, I assume. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bit of a shit show down here to say the least right now. It is uh, everyone's hands on deck, cleaning the shop and organizing and getting ready for our big uh, truck and Jeep show this weekend. Yeah, give us a little bit of background. You know, let's. Uh, what do you got going on this weekend? What what is this as a staple in the business? What are you celebrating? So anybody that follows WC Fab, um, we've been around since 2010 and we've grown tremendously since then. Uh, we about two years ago started construction on a brand new facility and back in February of 2022. So just, uh, eight months ago, um, we moved into our brand new building, which has been two, two and a half year progress project in the making. It's our fifth building that we've been in since the company started. Uh, so starting in my parents' garage building number one, we call it ground zero. And uh, here we are, and hopefully our home for the foreseeable future. We built a shop that is, it's three times the size of the building we just moved out of. Um, so we were just down the street, it was 35,000 square feet. And the new building we just finished and moved into is 112,000. And we've got room to expand if we need it. So I don't want to have to ever move again. I've done enough of it and I'm over it. We're really good at it, but I don't want to do it again. <laughs> Um, so two years ago during COVID, we had our uh, 10th anniversary. We held a truck pull. It was actually like a couple months after buying the property that we built the new shop on. So we held a truck pull. Uh, those of you might've, some of you might've attended that or heard about it. Um, had a, had a great time. Uh, nobody died of COVID. So that was good. Um, we uh, had a great turnout and a great truck pull in a season, in a year that there wasn't much happening. Um, so that was the property that we built the shop on. It was two months after the truck pull. We started breaking ground, doing, doing excavation, construction work, and uh, went through the winter. And then it was pretty much May of 2021. Uh, the building started getting constructed, and we moved in in January, February this year. So it's been busy here. We, we moved the whole shop um, over the winter. Great time of year to move a building, let me tell you. Um, It ended up being, we kept track of it. It was just over 120, 53 foot uh, semi-trailer loads. Uh, We moved out of the one building and into this building. So it was pretty much just dock door to dock door. Had a spotter truck and a lot of forklifts and unloading trailers and loading trailers and nonstop for about six weeks. Um, We still had production going. Uh, We kind of tore down one shop at a time. So there was still production happening in certain parts of the shop. One area would shut down and move one week and then get into a new shop and be operational within a week and weeks or week or two time. And then that next week we would move another division. It was just kind of one after another domino effect until we had the whole shop uh, cleared out and moved. So uh, yeah, we're ready to take a load off and relax. I wish I could say that I would be taking a load off and relaxing this weekend, but that's probably not the case. So <laughs> we're doing, we're, we don't have room on the property to do a truck pull anymore because the building took up a good portion of the property. Um, so we decided we'd try something a little different. Uh, you guys have done it before. You've had truck shows. You've had your dyno events. So we're not having a truck pull this year, but we've got a uh, truck and Jeep show. <coughs> and we're expecting probably every bit of 200 uh, vehicles to show up for the show. 
We've got the whole inside of the shop all cleaned up. We're going to have a lot of show vehicles inside. Uh, the rest of the show vehicles are going to be outside. Um, we've got food trucks. We've got bounce houses for the kids. We've got a live DJ. We've got uh, five big items. Uh, calibrated power stealth turbo is one of them up for auction. We've got a professional auctioneer that's going to be on site in the afternoon. And we're auctioning off a bunch of items. We've got nearly 50 different things that are up for raffle. We've got show specials on WC Fab product. We've got show specials on calibrated power tuning. Um, a bunch of stuff, you know, come visit, come see what we got going on. We got deals. We've got, I think, 15 different vendors. Uh, CPS, again, one of them set up inside the building. So I know I heard rumor that the uh, old UCC truck and maybe the Apache might be coming down, maybe the Hummer. So a lot of cool vehicles that people haven't seen out in a little while. And obviously we got all of our own stuff and we got people traveling from all over the country. We've got guys coming in from, from Pennsylvania, Ohio, Minnesota, um, Alabama. Those that I know about just top of my head, um, traveling from all over, bringing in vehicles that we've worked on, um, projects that we've had a part in and just a lot of good customers and enthusiasts. So we're expecting a really good turnout and good show and should be a great time. We're going to be hanging out. It goes from 10 o'clock till four o'clock. We've got uh, some nice billet uh, awards that we made for all of the classes for best GM, best Dodge, best power stroke, um, best of show, best mullet competition. So bring your mullets, everyone with a mullet. Uh, Eric Merchant uh, made it a point to be the sponsor of the best mullet competition. I believe he might be bringing his with him. He might have a one of those aftermarket mullets on his head. We'll see. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's going to be a lot of good stuff. You know, we moved in this big new building and we've done some videos and tried to show people a little bit about what it looks like inside, but until you see it firsthand, you really don't get to experience it fully. And a uh, lot of vendors and customers, everyone wants to come see it. We get asked all the time for people to give tours. So we figured I give tours every couple of days a week, it seems like. So I figured, you know what, let's just do an open house and just show everybody at once. So it's a good chance for everyone to come in. Um, we're going to have people standing at a lot of the stations doing Q&A, uh, answering questions for that particular area and equipment and machinery. So it should be fun. I haven't done anything like this before. We've held truck polls. I've been a big part of truck polling and, and those events, so I know how to put those on. So this is a new one for me, but we're going to do our best and it should be a good time. We're, I, I know we're excited. It's yeah. something we've all been talking about in the office. Obviously, like you said, uh, we got some staff going out there. We got some guys going out there just for fun. I know I'm bringing my family out uh, to come and check out everything out and be around the trucks and all the fun and all the activities. Uh, so we're definitely excited for that. I think it's funny you 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 breeze through five, five buildings in 12 <laughs> years. The math on that just says every other year you move buildings. Yeah. Um, so the first building, the mom and dad's garage, that didn't last long. That was, that was a year or two, you know, if you want to figure from when it really started. And then we were in Sugar Grove and we were in Sugar Grove for about three and a half years, close to four years. And you grew within that building too. Like you had one sections. I remember. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sugar on, Grove, so. luckily for Sugar Grove, we expanded, but it was just, it was a big building with multiple units. And luckily we were able to just keep expanding to the units next door. So it wasn't a move per se. It was just move some more shit next door, move some more shit next door. We did that three times. We took over three units in Sugar Grove. So you want to be technical. That was a move every year there that we expanded. <laughs> then it was January of 2015. We moved from Sugar Grove all the way to Sycamore. That was another fun one. Cause that was like a 
an hour and 15 minute round trip move. And we did that one in the middle of winter too. It just so happens we, we moved shop in January and February in Illinois, a great time of year. <laughs> so uh, we did that one and we were in Sycamore for three years. We moved from Sycamore in 2018 to DeKalb, which luckily was only a 10 minutes down the street. And that's right down the street from our current building. Uh, so we moved uh, to Harvester Drive in, in May of 2018. And then, uh, yeah, essentially January of 2022, we moved about an eighth of a mile down the street. So luckily it was close. So that was nice, but just still so much stuff. You realize how much shit you have when you have to go move it all. You know, I think, <laughs> I think Jason Worley from Parents Garage to Mullet Competitions, the untold story. Right? <laughs> yeah, the whole mullet thing. I don't know how that started. It just, <clears throat> there was one period where I think we had 12 people almost 12 people in our shop that had mullets. So it was kind of just, it happened. One guy had them, two guys had them, and then it turned into, oh, you won't grow a mullet. I bet you won't grow a mullet. And then <laughs> within a uh, year's time, you got a dozen mullets walking around the shop. <laughs> I mean, how do you turn it into a... We turned it into something fun. You know, we made some cool shirts out of it. Uh, get your flow. And it's still a big, uh, big deal. And uh, there's still a lot of mullets walking around and people are getting to know us for our mullets now. So, so they're here to stay. We like to have fun, you know, got to have fun at work. So, I mean, what do you get to look forward to now? Now that you're in this building, you have the open house, you don't have anything to look forward to in another year or two to move again. Like I look forward to to working a normal work week here soon and and maybe (laughs) adding back the overtime a little bit. It's fun no, to already polling season polling season just ended two weeks ago we had a great polling season i actually i won points championship in two classes this year so we had a phenomenal season Ooh. with my truck uh one of our other shop trucks had a not so good year we we might have hurt a motor and had to do some mid-season repairs but you give a little take a little it's uh it's how it goes but the one truck we did really well with so polling season, as you guys know, you're involved with it. It's it's like 10, 12 weeks of just thrashing. It's constant. There's yeah. some weeks where it's four or five events in a week. Um, I think we did 20, 24 events in 10 weeks. So oh my gosh. it's a lot, but that's over Labor Day weekend. Uh, that's the end of that. And then it was the last two weeks since then has just been full force finishing and dialing in everything for the, uh, for the event we're having. So I am looking forward to next week and <laughs> not having anything to worry about for a little bit. At least I say that, but. There's still everyday problems and issues you deal with inside the shop this big. There's always something going on. Well, well, one of the things I know I always look forward to for WC Fab is, is new product releases. You guys tend to, to, to have new product releases. I, I mean, it, it feels like every week there's something new that's coming out of your guys' shop. Uh, you've gone from really the staple of what a twin turbo kit should be or a compound turbo kit should be or an added turbo kit. I mean, that's what, that's what I initially knew WC Fab for and remembering for. Now we're into intakes and, and traction bars. We're, we're always a staple. And there's, it seems like your guys' product line has gotten a lot more complex throughout the years. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, there's been um, a lot of the industry obviously has changed over the last handful of years. Um, you know, you're 100% right. One of the first, one of the first things I ever built, I, it wasn't an intercooler pipe, it was a twin turbo kit. One of the, the first things I ever did was we're going to put twin turbos on my truck. I was uh, 19, I think it was 19 years old when I did that. And uh, had a job in a machine shop. I had access to a lot of, uh, you know, handy equipment at the age of 19, let's say. And uh, I built a twin turbo kit on my LB7. Um, I met uh, Nick 
and Bob uh, shortly thereafter, maybe 2010, I think I met them. And we are building twin turbo kits. And then, so we started with that kind of an extravagant kit and we worked backwards. So we obviously offer all the, all the other underhood piping you can think of, whether it's up pipes, manifolds, down pipes, intercooler pipes, intakes, everything in between. Um, and continued on making a lot of high performance turbo kits and doing a lot of high performance builds. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years, obviously, um, you know, government regulation, everyone knows about, and it, it's come down harder on everyone. And like a lot of manufacturers in the industry, we've had to discontinue some products, unfortunately. Um, but the plus side of that, um, you know, I've got three engineer here on staff engineers that do a lot of design work with myself and Ryan, as far as new products go. And it's, it's really taken us back to the drawing board and we've really kind of taken a lot of steps back and we're starting fresh on a lot of parts that we've been producing for 10 plus years, we're going back and we're completely redesigning. We're, we're bringing up to today's standards and, and improving on and, and making better what I started the company with. And in addition to that, uh, making a lot of new stuff too. Um, you know, you weren't lying when you said we released a lot of new product. I've, I've got an internal thing here uh, with my marketing team where we constantly have, I would say on average between 25 and 30 new products in queue. Um, a new product, you guys deal with this, you guys manufacture stuff. A new product sometimes can take six months to a year to release sure. from the from the start of the idea through engineering, through 3D printing, uh, prototyping to the first hand-built part, um, installing it on a truck, and then going back to the drawing board because something isn't right. Um, or just in general, there's a lot of steps to it and there's always a lot going on. Like, so we always have dozens of projects in queue and they all get a little bit of attention at the same time. And we try and get them to trickle out on a, on a monthly basis. And I will say the last couple of months has been a little less than normal just because it's been pulling season and getting ready for the show. But we're coming into what I call the off season as far as I spend more time in the office because it's not truck pulling season. <laughs> so the, the new products and me working with the engineers and with my brother as far as new product development uh, really starts to increase uh, fall through winter because we're on, on site more and I'm, I'm more involved in what's going on in the shop. We're not out at events and we don't have as much stuff going on in the summer as like we do in the summertime. So we got a lot of new stuff coming down the pipeline. We've got obviously a lot of products that people know have been discontinued this year uh, as of recently in the last six months. And I will say that nearly everything we've discontinued, we've got some sort of replacement coming for it. Um, you know, that is, uh, friendly as far as emissions go and can all be installed, you know, without tuning and see a performance increase, uh, whether it be airflow or EGT decrease or uh, anything along those lines. You know, like I said, we've gone back to the drawing board on a lot of OG product, we call it, and just making improvements. Um, a lot of our intake systems, you know, getting the air boxes, adding around them. We've added a whole sheet metal division to our shop with a laser and a press break, which is enabled us to build a lot more product and do a lot more stuff in-house that we never used to be able to do. Um, so we're pretty excited. You know, the, the government's thrown everyone in this industry, I want to say for a curveball, we all knew it was coming. Um, it's just been <clears throat> uh, cracked down on more in the recent years, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to improve us as a business and it already has. Um, and you guys can say the same. I know that because you guys have been doing the same thing for a long time too. And We've spent a lot more time too on just the dress up parts. There's a lot of guys out there that just like going to truck shows that, that aren't so much into, uh, you know, breaking their truck every weekend, let's say with uh, truck pulling and drag racing and having to repair it every week. Um, but just want to go to truck shows and want to show off their underhood and, and go to events and go to local truck meets. And, uh, you know, those guys love dress up parts 
And you know, the, the things that don't add horsepower, but look good and look cool and can be custom powder coated. You know, we, we do a lot of that stuff, a lot of nice billet pieces and, and covers and things like that. So we're always, uh, we're always paying attention to social media. You know, customers make a lot of suggestions. Um, you know, obviously it's customers that keep us going and, and we see that and we pay attention to what people are, are asking for. And if we get enough requests for stuff, you can guarantee uh, the engineers have heard about it and it's on the queue to be worked on at some point or another in the list. Well, you, I don't know if you want to say that. So now you're encouraging people to just bug your page and request for new products. Well, you don't need to be obnoxious about it. You know, <laughs> we, we do have those customers. That's okay, though. We, we, we do appreciate it. Um, but no, all I'm saying is, you know, there's a lot of suggestions out there. And, you know, if people have an idea for something, some stuff, you know, we do consider we do consider a lot of stuff and we have a lot of ideas of our own. It's just it takes time to get it to market. There's a lot of things being worked on. And I always tell people, you know, subscribe to the newsletter because that's where you're going to see it first, you know, following us, following on social media. And honestly, our monthly newsletter goes out usually before we make a post on social media. So if you're in the newsletter, you're going to hear about a new product, but even better yet, we tease things. Usually we'll tease a new product, you know, give you a, a sneak peek or some sort of glimpse of something being worked on and kind of, kind of let you read between the lines and figure it out for yourself. That times that sometimes happens, you know, months in advance of a new product coming to market. So if you're if you follow us and you follow the newsletter, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of uh, a lot of hints given in those and kind of get an idea of what we got going on, what we're working on. It is one of the most robust newsletters. So I'll tell you, for yeah. Duramax Tuner, uh, I tried to launch a newsletter at one point and then I realized I was going to have to write it myself every <laughs> month. And I was like, well, this is. This nah, is terrible. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this uh, because I, I just, I honestly came up with like, well, if it's not already released, why would I tell anybody about it? But I love the way you guys do it where, where it is. There's product updates. There's, there's new products. There's informational posts. There, there's a lot of really, really good content in there. Uh, JC, you hit on something else that I think has been an absolute explosion um, for, for, for you guys. And I think also it's been, been hugely beneficial for guys like us that sell your parts and that's powder that's coating. Powder coating. Um, Gloss black. I, I didn't know you could get parts in a color beyond raw or gloss black for a long time. Um, well, I not, just thought that's the way. Now you sound like Nick because Nick wants everything gloss black and gloss black only. <laughs> that's hundred percent. Black or no, gray. Powder coat obviously has been has kind of been one of our trademarks. It wasn't it wasn't ever that way in the beginning. You know, we didn't start doing our own powder coat work in house until 2015. The business was already four and a half five years old at that point. Um, powder coat was a necessity in the beginning. You know, I was all about building the parts. That's all I was worried about, but yeah, it's gotta be finished. We brought powder coat in house. One of my younger brothers, uh, we started that shop and that's blown up. I mean, we started with one oven and one booth in 2015 and just moving into our new shop here, we have six ovens and three booths now. So we have a ton of equipment, like absolute ton. I mean, there's there's, I think, oh my gosh, I think we might be up to 15 or might even be 17 people just in the powder coat shop alone uh, working in powder coating as far as taking the raw product that the fab shop uh, puts on their shelves. Essentially, we have it all on, in, on the shelf in raw. And when we get an order, because there's so many colors, when we get an order, you pick that color. That's when the job goes into queue in the shop and it essentially has to work through the whole powder coat shop and through shipping. So everything through that powder coat shop, you know, if you, if you come to the truck show open house uh, Saturday, you'll see everything that's in that powder coat shop is essentially sold product. That's working through the process of getting that custom color. And it's really come to be a trademark, you know, super, super attention, very, very attention to detail. My brother, I will tell you of all of us, he is not, he, he is very serious about his powder coat work. You know, he does not want stuff go out the door. That is not perfect, which is good. 
and which is, you know, kind of giving us the reputation with our powder coat work. You know, we get a lot of praise for that and we try to keep that going. Obviously we're all humans, mistakes happen. Sometimes something slips through the cracks. Um, you know, we ship hundreds of boxes a day out of here. So it's, uh, it does happen, but for the most part, we really strive to have some of the best powder coat work out there in, in the, uh, you know, performance product lines. Yeah, well, I remember you guys have earned that reputation. We were, yeah. we were at your DeKalb location, right? So the, the harvester drive. Yeah. And we saw the powder coating firsthand and it was, it was even that setup was just ridiculous. Well, I, I was laughing when we started talking about this. I was like, I feel like it was last year that we went to go visit it was, in yeah. DeKalb. Like it feels so recent that like me, you and Justin went yeah. down there and we walked through and we got to see the shops. We had to meet all the Whirly brothers. Um, uh, and then some, and, and it, it was mind blowing. I think at the time you guys were running two shifts and we were just blown away that there was enough powder coating work to run two shifts. One thing at the old shop, we didn't have as much, we, we moved into that shop and we outgrew it in about eight months. <laughs> so it was tight and uh, we didn't have room for more equipment in there. We only had two ovens and one sprayed with at the old shop. And I mean, it was literally like within the first year we realized, yeah, this is not enough. This is not going to cut it. And we were in there for about a year and we started operating at a second shift. So we had a whole crew, of, you know, five or six guys that would work second shift every week, um, essentially in the powder coat shop. And we, at one point we did for a while, we did have guys in shipping as well, just because shipping was so bottlenecked. Um, so we ran two shifts at the old shop down the street for almost three years. And the whole goal with when we moved into this new building was we wanted to have enough equipment. We can have one shift. Um, and it's just equality control is easier, production is smoother, and we don't got to worry about these night shifts going on and, and issues happening or things like that. So we moved into this new shop and we went from two ovens in one booth to six ovens, three booths. So we, we tripled our powder coat equipment and we were able to get rid of second shift and we've got everyone on one shift working together now. We added more sandblast equipment. So, I mean, you guys will see it when you, when you come Saturday, but it is an assembly line process through there as far as the product moving through the shop and in and out of the ovens and booths and then into shipping to get final inspection and wrap. So yeah, luckily, you know, second shift worked great and we made it work for a couple of years there, but it was just constantly, slowly falling behind, falling behind and just, just not enough equipment to keep up with the capacity. So luckily with the new shop here, we've been moved in and, and new equipment's really helped. We, we actually just dropped our lead times um, about a month ago, I think it was probably in the newsletter. We cut our lead times in half so when we moved, we were, we were shipping stuff. It was taking 50 days from the date you ordered something to when it would ship. And that's because the move and just because we were so busy and the shop was so backlogged. And like I said, it just kept getting worse and worse. We were just constantly sinking, always underwater. And since we've been moved in here the last six months, we've been slowly been able to get caught up and get caught up. And we finally uh, pulled the trigger a couple weeks ago and we, we were starting to ship stuff in that 25, 30 day range instead of 50. So we made the announcement and we cut our lead times in half from what they've been for essentially like the last year. Yeah. So that's been huge because, I mean, I hate waiting for stuff when I order stuff. I can only imagine when people order our product, like I get it. I know it sucks waiting for it and we're doing the best we can, but I couldn't imagine waiting 50 days. It's yeah. that's a long time to wait for some cool product. I get it. Well, so, I mean, when you started, would somebody wait 50 days for like the original LB7 twin turbo kit? It's so like going back to even the first, your first few years when it was just me and my brother building stuff, um, you know, not it was less than five employees, let's say the first couple of years. I mean, it wasn't uncommon to wait maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. We were getting stuff out, but you know, we, we were on a pretty good trend there for a few years, you know, four or five years where we were, we, we kept our lead times under 20 days, I would say for a long time. Yeah. And it was probably about that 2018 era 
when we moved down the street and we thought we were doing good, bigger building, we got bigger equipment and it was just, it, as far as our lead times, our lead times have been going up or I'll say going downhill, but going up <laughs> since 2018. And this first time here, uh, just a couple a month or so ago is the first time we've been able to uh, cut our lead times back in several years. So we're pretty proud of that, even though people might look at it and still complain, I, I get that. You know, we'd love to see some 10 or 15 day lead times again, you know, like it was 10 years ago. And, you know, we're striving for that, but we're still really happy, happy internally that we were able to get it back down to that 25 day mark, which is something we haven't had in four years. Well, it's impressive. I mean, I think it speaks volume to the team. How what, What's your headcount up to over there? Oh gosh, that's an HR question. I should call HR in for that one. No, we've got, uh, I think we're, I think we're just over 50 employees right now. We're a little over 50, um, give or take. So yeah, there's, it's a crew. There's a lot of people. It's a full lunchroom at lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> I know just seeing you guys out at UCC, there had to be 15 or 20 guys yeah. just out at UCC. Guys, a lot of guys come out to UCC. It's a big event and it's close by. So a lot of guys travel to that one. Um, not uncommon at most of our, most events we go to, we, we try and have, you know, three or four of our sales guys out there. Um, but yeah, it's a crew. You'll, you'll see us Saturday. We've got uh, our event shirts and then we did uh, red, white, and blue tie dye for all of the employees. So we're going to stick out like a sore thumb. Everyone will know who the employees are. Um, so instead of just your generic uh, high-vis staff shirt, we did uh, red, white, and blue tie-dye. Keep that America theme going. Um, made in America. We've always strived about that. You know, we, we manufacture and produce all of our fabricated product here in-house. Um, obviously, there's some things we don't make in-house, you know, silicone boots and clamps and, you know, gaskets and things like that we, we purchase. But, you know, we, we really try and make a big deal about made in America and, and you know, supporting supporting the people that, that work for us and the American dream. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, you've been a sponsor of Diesel Performance Podcast, I believe since the inception. We've always loved talking to you and working with you. Um, I know Chris and I both have purchased your products and used them in our personal lives and on our, our vehicles and things of that nature. Uh, if there's somebody who is brand new to meeting you or, or being introduced to WC Fab, what's the one thing you would want them to know? Um, about the company. Um, you know, going way back, and if, even if, I, mean, I don't want to recite my about page, but if you go to the website, I put a lot of thought, like, I always think it's a big deal when I do business with someone or I'm doing business locally, you know, I love the family owned, family operated, family run businesses. So, you know, it's myself, um, three, my, my three brothers and, and my wife, you know, that work here. I've got cousins that work here. I've got friends that work here that I went to school with. Um, I've got um, friends, I've got friends, parents that work for me that I've known since I was 10 years old. Um, you know, literally adults that, that, I, that, that were adults, obviously when I was a kid, they'd grown up around hanging out with their kids and, and they've come to work for me over the years. Um, and it's just wild, it, it's, it's a crazy feeling. You know, I'm younger, I just had my 33rd birthday two weeks ago and I put my heart and soul in this business as well as my brothers. And, you know, we strive to be, you know, family owned, family operated made in the USA. And, you know, we want everyone to enjoy working for us and a good work atmosphere. We're constantly hiring. We've got probably four or five open positions right now. Um, so anybody looking or interested in joining the team is more than welcome to reach out. But the biggest thing is, is we're, we're a team, we're, we're family. And, you know, we all, it's, it, I turned a hobby into a business. You know, it's, they say, don't ever turn your hobby into your business. I did it. I love it. I still love it, luckily. And, you know, I, it, it really has me super involved to the very bottom of everything that's going on because I do the same thing. I, I still have, I have performance trucks of my own. We, we do builds on my own trucks, not just for the company use, but because I want to build my truck. 
you know, just like all my customers that are doing their same thing with my product, you know, I do the same thing still, you know, we're still getting new trucks and yeah, we're building for R and D, but I'm also doing this and these other things just because I want to, because we love building trucks and we love making nice trucks and just we're here because we love it. And a lot of guys, everyone in the shop comes to work because they enjoy what they're doing. And they, we love going to shows and seeing happy customers and meeting customers that are just ecstatic about the product or popping the hood for us because they want us to see all the product and everything they've done. Uh, we love that stuff. And we love customers sharing those photos. And we're hoping a lot of them show up Saturday with their trucks to show them off. That's right. Guys, uh, listeners, get out there. If you are anywhere in the Midwest or uh, get on a plane, come and see us. We're going to be out there in DeKalb. Uh, what's the address? Is 231 Harvester Drive. Um, we're in DeKalb, right off of Interstate 88. Um, major, major interchange, Interstate 88 and Peace Road. You got NIU, the university here, the NIU Huskies, right up the street from us in DeKalb. Um, there is a home game going on, so I'm sure traffic is going to be crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 10 o'clock till 4 o'clock, Saturday, September 17th. Uh, like I said earlier, we've got we got a beer tent, we've got four food trucks, uh, we've got bounce houses, we've got a fire truck on site for a touch a truck for the kids, we've got auctions, we've got raffles, we've got shop specials, we've got uh, discounts on product, we've got discounts uh, vendors that are on site, we've got over a dozen vendors on site, whole shops wide open, we've got talons and side by sides on display. Bring your truck, bring your jeep. Um, we did. It, we're not doing cars and we didn't want to open it up to cars because we're worried about being able to have room for all the trucks. So unfortunately <laughs> there's not going to be any cars. It's going to be trucks and Jeeps only. Um, but come check it out. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and we hope you make it. Absolutely. I think that's well said guys for today. This has been Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson and Chris Emke. Make sure to like, and subscribe and we'll talk to you again soon. We have the world's most brutal webcam sitting next to all of our expensive equipment. Yeah.